You've heard me ask the question of why anybody would need to buy 10 or 20 guns, which they can lawfully do under the present laws. And that leads to another question we need to discuss. Why does anyone in this city need to have a gun at all? And I know even answering that question won't fully eliminate tragedies like this, but even if we can prevent one of these incidents, then in my view, it is a discussion worth having and having very soon. All right. That was our Mayor John Tory reacting to what happened last night, mass shooting on the Danforth. We're joined now by Tracy Wilson, who is the VP of Public Relations for the Canadian Coalition of Firearm Rights. Uh, Tracy, you just heard what Mayor Tory said about why would anyone need guns? I guess I could ask you the question of why you think um, you, you should have the right to, to uh, own a gun in the city of Toronto or beyond in you know the province or even in Canada. But I'm not going to. I'm going to ask you if you worry hearing the mayor say that. Do you worry that we may have a return to the attitude that we had with David Miller, a former mayor, who said it's about a value? Do we as a society value safety or do we value hobby that creates a danger? Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me on, first of all. Um, so I think I, 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 that's not really a concern of mine. What my concern is, is I think as Canadians, we also value our freedom. And I think honesty is another um, thing that we value in this country. And having somebody like the mayor come forward and, and sort of, imp- well, not really imply, but basically say straight out that, you know, it's legal gun owners that are, that are posing some sort of risk to public safety is completely disingenuous. He knows it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Uh, the articles, a lot of the um, internet's alive with articles today um, talking about the, the same kind of rhetoric that we hear over and over again. Um, we've had increased gun control measures for over 30 years, yet the violence still continues because nobody's working on that. I, I, I just think it's disingenuous, and we've got to start doing the hard work. Ross McLean is a security expert. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he joined a show today, and here's what he had to say on the show about um, just his impression of what went down yesterday with the shooter. Have a listen. What that implies to me is certainly planning, premeditation, the clothing, the bag. It would have been someone who would have had to obtain a handgun. They would have had to likely obtain multiple magazines. They would have likely have done some training in terms of shooting and in terms of being able to reload under the stressful situations like that. Tracy, if he was trained in, uh, you know, handgun use and he obtained his gun legally, that opens a massive can of worms. Sure. And those are a lot of ifs. We don't have that information yet. So we're, you know, it's just speculation at this point. But, you know, as far as obtaining firearms, you've got you've got to make a separation there between legally obtaining firearms and illegally obtaining to obtain illegal firearms is not difficult to learn how to train with them is not difficult. These are all things that he that, you know, uh, somebody with that kind of evil intent could very easily do and has nothing to do with the process that we go through as legal gun owners. Wait a minute. I have to go back for a second. Tracy, did you say that to obtain a a gun legally is not hard to do? To obtain it legally? Yes. Yeah, it's very difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah, to obtain it illegally. Well, let's talk about the steps that it goes, because I I don't know much about guns at all. In fact, I've never picked up a gun in my life. So how hard is it to get a firearm in Ontario legally? Like, if I wanted to go ahead and secure a firearm, uh, how how difficult is that to do? Give us a little uh, school list in that. Sure. So it's quite the process. First of all, you've got to sign up and take a course. Uh, There's a cost involved. It's usually anywhere from about $150 to $300. 
and that gives you your possession and acquisition license for non-restricted firearms. That would be shotguns and rifles. Now, if you wanted to, to obtain um, an AR-15 or a handgun, that is a restricted class license. That is an additional course. So to, to get a handgun, you would have to take those two courses. So you're talking about four days of training. You're talking about between four and $600 in course fees. Once you've completed that course, you have to take an exam. Both, both courses have an exam. There's a, a requirement to pass by a score of 80% or better. Then that information is taken by your instructor, sent to the Canadian Firearms Program, where the RCMP does a full background check on you. There's an application process that you've got to fill out. You've got to have two references that they contact, you know, to make sure that you, you are who you say you are and that these people trust that you, um, you know, should have a firearm. If you are married or in any kind of relationship, you've got to provide that person's contact information so that they can be contact, contacted to make sure, you know, whether or not you want your husband or wife to own a firearm. If you have been with them... Uh, Wait a minute. So years, if my husband wanted to own a firearm and I said, no, I don't like that idea, and I could get it quashed? Absolutely, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then if you've been with that person for less than two years, you've got to list your previous partners. So now you're going into your, your history of people that you've been with before the person you're with and now. I'm, I'm, get, I'm guessing the reason why now that I uh, you know have heard that about the previous partners is they want to establish if you're a threat to yourself or someone else. That's exactly right. Right. And, you know, and that's to deal with issues where you may have, you know, some mental illness them. or something. Right. Exactly. So you go through that entire process. Uh, the RCMP, it takes uh, usually anywhere from four to 12 weeks to get an answer back from them. Um, then they send you your firearms license. Now, with your um, with the non-restricted license, you can go into sale after you've completed all that process. So that's several months by the time you get through that. You could go into sale and buy a shotgun or a rifle. However, if you wanted to buy a handgun or an AR with your restricted class license, that requires um, separate authorization. So if I went into the gun store and bought myself a brand new handgun today, I wouldn't be taking it home with me. So I've got to go home. There's a transfer process that takes place. Once that's been all approved by the firearms program, they send me my, my transfer papers. Then I'm able to go and pick up my firearm. So, it, you know, it's not like we're, they're not easily accessible. There's not, you know, they sort of paint this image that there's, you know, people running around all over the place just buying firearms like crazy. And it's mm. just, it's totally untrue. And it's not, it's not very genuine. I don't know much about the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights. How many people belong to the organization? Uh, I personally don't have that number uh, in front of me, but, okay. uh, you know, we're, We've got members from all across the country. Mm -hmm. um, we've got over 240 uh, volunteer field officers who attend gun shows and attend speaking events, go to events at clubs and ranges everywhere. Um, you know, and, and what we're trying to do is we're, we're a pretty rational group, you know, and we, what we're looking for is just uh, we're looking to support politicians and, and media and government officials and just the general public in understanding the difference between law-abiding firearms owners and people who are doing things like this. Okay, and it's Tracy, I really cool. appreciate you being here because I've actually never spoken to someone uh, who actually has, you know, uh, such an important role to play with regard to, you know, owning and uh, the promotion of owning firearms and, and the right to own firearms in Canada. So help me if you can understand, because I'm sure there's people listening to this right now that are thinking, wow, 
Like, how did you get into uh, owning a gun or being interested in guns? Sure. So I'm a mom and a grandma. I've got a five-year-old grandson. And I, um, in a previous relationship, I was uh, with somebody who took up hunting. So I sort of got into it just from being in that same environment. And, you know, getting into the community and then maybe going to the range on the weekends to sight in your hunting rifles, you start seeing what other people are able to do. And it's actually a huge sport. There's almost a million um, restricted firearms owners in Canada. That's a lot of people. Um, so I, I ended up going from your basic hunter, you know, with uh, rifles and shotguns and graduating into a restricted firearms owner, a sports shooter. And uh, I've attended a few competitions. I take my children to the range. My grandson's been there. And uh, it's a great time to get out. It's a little bit of friendly competition. Uh, you know, it's an Olympic sport. I mean, it's, it's recognized that way. And uh, it's great to get outside and just spend some time together doing, uh, you know, rever- regular everyday things. Tracy, I appreciate your time today. It's been pretty illuminating. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. Enjoy your day. Have a good afternoon. That is uh, Tracy Williams, uh, Wilson's rather, who is the VIP of public relations for the Canadian uh, Coalition of Firearms Rights.